Hey everyone, it's Michael. Before we get started, wanted to introduce you to the Union GK Premium. With Premium, you'll get vetted pro players and coaches, interactive breakdown sessions, and exclusive content from top names. Want to try it free for 30 days? Go to unionsports.com slash content slash join. Or download the app free at the Union GK on Apple or Google Play stores. Thanks for making the Union possible, and on with the show. Welcome to Inside the 18, live from Camp Shutout in beautiful Stevens Point, Wisconsin. I'm Michael Magid. With me, no 99 World Cup winner, Saskia Weber, today. Uh, but we've got somebody who's going to be filling in as amazingly as Saskia does at any moment. We have former University of Florida Gator, Francesca Farracci, <laughs> joining us. Do you see how I rolled the tongue on that yes, one? Yes, I liked it. I yeah. like it. It makes it different. It does. It does make it a little bit different. So, obviously, a lot of you guys here are watching on the Union app, and shout out to you guys who are watching on the Union app. We're at Camp Shutout right now. We're in day two right now at Camp Shutout. If you guys have never been to Camp Shutout before, uh, I believe Omar Zini from Pro GK Academy called it Disneyland for goalkeepers. Would you say that's about right, Fran? Oh, for sure. I haven't been back in a while, but that has been the definition back then and now. So I love it. I love it. Like I, I think one of the, my favorite things about camp shutout is just the simple fact is that like, even though people are training consistently for so many hours on the day, everyone's having a great time. Like whether it's like players, whether it's coaches, whether it's like staff that aren't coaches, like there's people mm -hmm. here who I'm like, Oh, where'd you play? And they're like, I don't play soccer i'm just helping out this yeah. camp and i'm like that's how much people love stan anderson apparently. yes exactly everyone's welcome in this family okay. so 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 tell us a little bit obviously like you're involved in camp shutout not just as a coach but like you were you were a former i don't want to say camper young goalkeeper at this mm -hmm. at this camp so how did that whole thing happen is that because you were playing for stan yeah so i actually i oh. met stan originally by coming to Camp Shutout. A lot of people think I met him through FC United because I played on FC United, but I met him by coming to Camp Shutout. Uh, my mom found this camp and I did not want to come, <laughs> but I came and I fell in love with the people here and Stan. And then um, I was actually on Eclipse as a player and then Stan got the job at FC United. So I decided to switch back to FC United with my good friend, Kiki Van Zandt, who's actually, she's in the world cup right now, but wait, um, hold on, hold on. That's a, <laughs> that's a story we got to talk about. You're like, she said, though, I mean, she's like, look, I'm in Stevens point, Wisconsin. I don't know if you know that, but like, yeah. No, so, yeah. so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So she, we played on eclipse together. Um, she's been my close friend ever since we were on eclipse. Um, and then we both decided to switch over to FC United our senior year she switched over because she was already committed to notre dame and then i switched over because stan was coaching there and i knew him from camp shutout and stuff so i thought it would be a better training environment environment for me and then i ended up being able to connect with with florida through there so it was amazing for me <laughs> i mean you know so let's talk a little bit about that obviously you know one of the reasons we want to have you on the show is because we're talking about transitions and dealing with different coaching staffs and systems and all that sort of thing and i think first off before we kind of get into that topic i think this is really relevant to a lot of not only like college goalkeepers but also young goalkeepers who transition from different clubs mm -hmm. oh yes for sure yeah i was definitely not a 
I wouldn't say a club hopper. That sounds bad. But um, you weren't a mercenary, just yeah. like some hitman, was just going it, team to team. Yeah, literally, no. It just, it just is what happened because I went from playing in the National League with FC. Well, I played on FC one first in Glenview uh, at a young age, and I actually met really close friends that I'm still friends with today, and we're still friends with their parents. So that's awesome. I played there, and then after that, I played at FC United in the National League. Uh, that was super kind of like kind of like the beginning thing for women back when I was younger. And then the ECNL became popular. So I went to Eclipse and I played for Rory at Eclipse and Mike Nessie um, for their ECNL team. And then we switched to DA. So I stayed on Eclipse, played for DA. And then my senior year, I came to FC United. Speaking of transition. Yeah, let's I've had say, them all. You, you soccer's had like a transition. Like, and I can't keep track of like, I think some parents call it alphabet soup. It's, it's like yeah. this division to like this letter since mm-hmm. like, did you see any difference between like DA and ECNL or was it or about the same for you? Well, when I was younger, the DA like was brand new. Okay. I think it was my junior year. The DA was brand new and, all the elite players just immediately like were like, we have to do this because the boys do it. Like, yeah, it's normally what it is. Right. So we, all of us just kind of like did it, but to be honest, it was definitely not as organized as the ECNL or put together the way the ECNL was put together for women. So, so, so obviously you were going through that, that whole elite process and everything like that. But like, it seems like, you know, being involved in programs like this, where you were able to meet community of goalkeepers mm-hmm. that was away from just your club environment. Like, was that speaking again, segue to transition, an interesting transition for you when you first came to like a camp like this. So wait, let me just repeat the question to make sure okay. I have it. Can you repeat it? Yeah. I sure. think I get what you're asking. So ba- sure. basically like what I'm trying to say is like, obviously like, you're when you're in your bubble, right? And you're going around, you're playing ECNL players, oh, and DA okay. players, or everything like that. We have kids here who are like just coming from rec, basically, mm-hmm. and like being in, thrown into a completely different environment. Like, did you feel like going to an environment like this was a transition for you? Because you're like, oh, there's a whole world out out there outside of like FC United and Eclipse and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that kind of like I did see that but at the same time I never as a camper or now a staff member looked at anyone like based off like what league they played in I think it was it's more of like kind of a college thing it's like oh what college you go to that's kind of more of a thing once you get older but I after coaching this week or playing with the players like throughout the time that I was a camper, I never really noticed what league people played in. Yeah. That's kind of, I think more of a big thing for the boys at the higher level, but like the girl, maybe it is for the girls too. I just never like looked at people like that. Or I was like, Oh, she's good because she's in the DA or something like that. It's almost as if if women like take people on their own merit as opposed to like (laughs) their like status symbol. Uh, Yeah. um, So let's, let's talk a little bit about camp shutout because obviously, you know, you're here now as staff, doing that whole thing. What's that experience like? And like, why do you keep coming back? So obviously it is a big difference, but, um, so to give you guys kind of a background, I went to camp shutout for two or three years. I cannot remember if it was two or three years. Um, but I went for two or three years as a camper in high school. I think it was my freshman, sophomore and junior year. Then my senior year, I had to go down to the university of Florida to play 
like summer B and do our conditioning and everything. And ever, every year since then, I've had to do the same every summer. So for the past four years, I haven't been at Camp Shutout. Um, and then finally this year, Tony and Stan reached out again and we're like, Fran, you can come now. And I was like, of course I'm going to come now. So I'm here now. I'm just super appreciative for everything like Stan has done for me throughout all these four years. Like there was no way I wasn't coming back to one, something I have fun with two to see people I love and three, just to honestly make myself happy and make myself have a good week. So I love it. Now I'm going to ask you a big favor right now, because yes. right now I'm using my phone as the camera. Okay. So if you could open your phone, okay, turn it on mute and open up this live stream okay. and we're going to be answering questions from players probably coming oh. on to here. Are okay. you going to be cool with that? Yes, that's fine. Okay. Of cool. course. Okay. So if there's any, any young goalkeepers out there who are watching the show live right now, um, and even in the recording, if you want to put it in the comment section, we'll definitely try to get back you to you in the future. Just, I don't know how to get to it. <laughs> you don't know <laughs> you how to just... get to it. Okay. So let's open it back up here. This is a tutorial for everybody on how to use the app. This is great. <laughs> oh yeah. Don't okay. ask Stan about the app. That's why I don't okay. know a lot okay. about okay. it. Cause okay. I talked okay. to him so the most. Get out of here. <laughs> in groups okay so down here see where it says explore click on that mm -hmm. okay and now when you open that up this right here this is going live right now as we speak and then oh, i didn't put it on mute that's my bad you did not put it on mute. <laughs> by the way your your phone is so fancy it's like all like this heavy glass <laughs> like it's awesome um so uh any questions that come in here so if you can text right here if there's any young goalkeepers that are listening right now if you have questions about this topic feel free to put it in or any top any topics for fran you can do that um i would do it but i've got seven i've got 17 different things going on at the same time usually there's an engineer usually there's suski here all that sort of stuff's going on um all right let's get into this topic transitions um Explain your whole situation first off, because it sounds like you had 35 different head coaches. <laughs> no, not 35, but I did have three different head coaches. So my freshman or well, my senior year of college, I was or of high school. I was recruited by Becky, who was my head coach for my freshman and sophomore year. And then my sophomore year at the end, kind of like when COVID was starting to wrap up, she announced her retirement to the world, which or to the U.S. kind of more, but to the world overall, which was kind of crazy because she's the only coach that University of Florida ever had. Um, she coached Abby Wambach, obviously, and she won a national championship there. So when she an announced like her resignation, it was big, especially because we weren't expecting it for like at least a few more years. Um, so she resigned. Um, and then after that, we got a new head coach about four months later, I think it was. In okay. May, Tony Amato was announced our head coach. And then he was our head coach for nine months, I believe, okay. until he got fired by the University of Florida. And then um, Samantha Boehm was hired as our head coach this year. And so that's... That's a lot. That's a <laughs> lot. And that's obviously got to be a lot of anxiety for, you know, a collegiate player, because for those of you guys who aren't from familiar with the, the college system here in the United States, because we people watch all over the world, um, it could be very cutthroat. Um, I know a lot of the university systems around the world, it's more considered more um, recreational, but at the college level here in the United States is a very high level. I would consider it a semi-professional level. Um, probably boarding around professional in some other countries. Um, so when you have turnover staff like that, you know, you're probably wondering, okay, 
what happens to my scholarship? Like, are they going to want me to transfer? Like, am I, do I have a place? Like, is that the kind of anxiety that happens to players? Yeah. I think that for us personally, the transitions were kind of more based around like, say like not safe environments, but like everybody that was recruited by Becky was recruited to be in an environment where person and the person you are always came over the player you were. Yeah. So when Scott Strickland, our athletic director was picking a new coach for the team, both times he was looking for someone like that. Um, that was someone that the university of Florida, that's how all teams at the university of Florida operate. Um, that's what kind of what we were looking for. And that's kind of what we were the most nervous about. So when Tony got hired at Florida and he was on the zoom with his kids, like that was something that stuck out as important to us. Um, family is super big. The type of person you are, the way you execute your behaviors in intense environments is just kind of like the way that players at the university of Florida, the way that Becky recruited players into the university of Florida. So let, let's let's talk a little bit about like just kind of like what when a player finds out that staff is changing, like what's the first thing a player should do when 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 that happens? Like should they should do out? or what I did? Okay, well let's talk about what you did first. I and cried. Then let's talk about what you should do. Okay, I cried, but okay. that's okay. But it was happy tears because I was super happy for Becky for making that decision for herself. Yeah. So I cried, yeah. but um. After that, it's kind of just weighing your pros and cons. A lot of some people did enter the transfer portal. I decided not to because a high education was super important to me. Yeah. University of Florida was my dream school. My dad went there. Really? So yeah. So Did you play sports too? No. <laughs> but that's okay. We still love him. I, I love um, the way you said that too. You're like, no, that's he's not. An yeah, athlete. no, my mom was super athletic. She okay. was like on the junior Olympic swim team okay. and stuff, and she was super athletic. Okay. But no, yeah. So I went to University of Florida to be a Gator and to graduate as a Gator. And as it shown, as it has shown, like over the three and a half years that I was there, I graduated. And even though I had a bunch of different goalkeeper coaches, a bunch of different head coaches, and the most assistant coaches, I stuck it out through all of it because I wanted to graduate as a Gator. Yeah. So, so that's what you did mm-hmm. which is the crying aspect <laughs> and then just you know again if i lack a better term kind of internalizing everything what do you think a player in that position should do i think a player should well after i cried i did do this okay. i weighed okay. out my options okay. um and i made a pros and cons list that's something i've always done in life not just soccer yeah when making a decision about what i want and A lot of the times when I make a decision that I really encourage young people, older people, anyone that just doesn't know like what to do and making a decision. A lot of the times I think about what I would regret more. And I knew that if I left Florida, I would regret it. I would regret not having my best friends around me, not having a great education, not having the the dean of my school, my journalism school and I were super close and I love having good conversations with him or catching up with him. Um, my tutor, I was super close with my tutor throughout all my years Really, at Florida. Okay, yeah. So she that, was like my best friend. That's why, that's why you had great grades. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're, cause you're tutor. <laughs> yes, of course. I love her so much. Oh, well, Fran, I, I love the fact that you just brought up all the extra 
areas of student life mm -hmm. because I think so many young goalkeepers who get put in a position like this, like immediately just go transfer portal, go in the transfer portal. All right, really? Why? Because because of the soccer element, or like, are is this not the right school mm -hmm. for you? Like, you really need to look at that. I just see so many young goalkeepers like they go on to a school and they're like, yeah, it was just like a better team and stuff like that. It's like, what's the environment? Like, it's like, ah, uh, it's like this commuter school. So there's like not really a campus life. And I'm like, well, okay, well you were playing soccer still yeah. at the other school mm -hmm. and you were starting. So mm -hmm. why make that decision? Mm -hmm. Um, so let's talk about like before spring ball happens. Mm -hmm. Um, what type of communication should you have with this new staff? Should you implement it, engage it, or should they engage it? Like what's kind of your, your philosophy on that? Yeah. So our head coaches came in, in the summer, both of them. Okay. We had two new head coaches in the summer. I don't really know necessarily the transfer rules and I don't want to like yeah. give any false information to yeah. anyone. Someone's like, Francesca Ferracci said yeah. this on a podcast. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, lives are ruined. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. But one of my best friends actually transferred and she decided to transfer in the spring um, or enter the portal in the spring. Um, but uh, a lot of the decision-making for, the players that decided to transfer transferred before Tony was fired from our program. Gotcha. Gotcha. So okay. That was kind of how that works. So I don't really know an answer to that question okay, with no, the no. spring transition. I mean, I, I think like, you know, the thing is, is that like, and I've spoken to a lot of people who've come into staffs, you know, after the fact, after let's just say either a losing season mm -hmm. or a winning season and a coach moves on to the professional ranks or retires, like mm -hmm. you're talking about there. Um, and they, they're like, I need to make sure that my methodology is known to these goalkeepers. I need to have a conversation with the, not just one individual goalkeeper, but the, the, the goalkeeping community. Like, yeah. I think that's important is like, if you sit down like all three or four, goal, however many goalkeepers you have in your pool and be like, this is what I, these are my expectations. Mm -hmm. This is my methodology. This is what I look for in goalkeepers. I think you're going to have a lot more success with those. Oh, 100%. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you feel like that happens enough? Um, you can I, talk to the coaches right now. You can tell them. Um, I think it does happen a lot more, but only with goalkeeper coaches that have invested a lot of their time in the, each individual player as a person. It's super like being a goalkeeper coach for club sports is so different than being a goalkeeper coach in college. Like when you're a goalkeeper coach in college, like when I was there, at least most of the time, a lot of them aren't paid and they're not on full staff. So like they have other time jobs. Um, and I had like three different goalkeeper coaches and the one I just had Jack. Oh my gosh. I love Jack. He has a new job now. He doesn't work at Florida anymore, but like what's, the, what's Jack do now, like he, corporate finance or something. No, he has a different job okay. at a different okay. college, but, um, he poured so much time into us and what we wanted to get better at and stuff like that. So I really saw like kind of a difference in the coaching with him, with the goalkeeper pool. And he, he was a very good goalkeeper coach, but he cared so much about us as people. And that was just so amazing, especially like after the transition of like the two goalkeeper coaches, like I had in the past, like they cared about me as a person, but like, just like the way Jack would always check in 24 seven was huge. And like Stan is like, he's got a lot going on, right? Yeah. It's amazing. And it's amazing. He responds to people. Yeah. Like, he crazy. is, he, he's like Becky. Like, honestly, that's why I think I'm so close with Stan and Becky Yeah, because 
they're both super famous people. Like everyone knows who they are in the soccer world. Yeah. And both of them really make a time to make sure like each individual player like is cared about, thought about, looked at, um, and all that stuff. And kind of like transitioning that into like this camp shutout thing in the groups and yeah. how everyone's so nervous about what group you're in. Like Stan truly drives around to every group. Like, and I've noticed that as a staff person yeah. and as someone that was a camper. And when I was in the lower groups compared to the higher groups, like he really cares about everyone. And same thing with Becky. I was not a high ranked player. Yeah. I got rec recruited to the university of Florida as not a high ranked player. Like I played on a good team, yeah. but I wasn't really like a high ranked goalkeeper. Yeah. Um. So just like caring and looking at everyone could really, really like change your life, change your program, change your camp, change your school. So yeah. Um, yeah. I, I want, I, you know, it's interesting that you said that because I'm just thinking about like, camp shutout right now just our small little world mm -hmm. here and the groups thing and just how i see kids like break like punching posts <laughs> and stuff like that because like got moved right or left or whatever and like it's like i had one kid had such a great disposition about it you know and i'm not going to say him out i'm not going to call him out on blast right here because i don't know if he, he wanted me to or not mm -hmm. but this morning at breakfast and he goes he's like honestly he's like i don't care what group i'm in as long as i'm getting good service and as long as i'm improving and I was like, wow, you've already won life. Yeah, right. You've already won life. But it also makes you think about how many people strive like I need to be playing at this school or I need to be playing at that school. I just think we're so transfer happy nowadays. Yeah. The transfer portal is at like higher rates than it's ever been at before. Yeah. So it's because the rules have changed. Yeah, exactly. It used to, dude, like when I transferred. It was like seven years before I could play soccer again. It was ridiculous. Really? It was like I was like basically exiled. They're like, oh, you're transferring. They're like, yeah. well, you have to sit out. You have to lose this year of eligibility. It's like a punishment. Yeah. It's like, why I, am I being punished for leaving a school I don't want to be at? Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. I think that the the transfer rules like just need to be set in stone and there needs to be situations where people are being able to be exempt because they don't exempt any athletes that are in awful situations. And that's honestly, I think unacceptable completely. I mean, look at the situation that happened to Cal a few years ago, Yeah, you mm -hmm. know, and like, like imagine if the rules hadn't changed and those players had just lost eligibility. Yeah. Exactly. You know, then COVID happened. So, you know, Frank, you know, fortunately they got 17 years of eligibility. <laughs> There's like 27 year olds who are like like rookies in the NWSL this year. It's yeah. crazy. Uh huh. Um. All right. So let, let's talk about this a little bit here. I, I want to talk about just the simple fact that you were bringing up, um, like the connection with the coach. How important that is. I think personally, if you're a coach and you come in as a staff, you need to not only establish yourself as a person, but as a coach, because mm -hmm. like a lot of players, I think they don't know what to expect from you because they've never worked with you before. And yeah. a lot of coaches come in and they're like, this is just not, they're not. So I need to, and, and everyone's so, so happy to bring in their own recruits, mm -hmm. to bring in their own recruits. And obviously with goalkeeping, it's difficult because you're talking about like only one goalkeeper plays, yeah. you know? So like what advice do you give to like coaches out there that like go in there and think like, well, these aren't my goalkeepers and they have that, like that, kind of stigma. So they're kind of like, I guess I'll deal with this until I can bring in my own. Yeah. Um, so like, are you saying like coaches that go into a new school and are coaching keepers that they didn't, they, they didn't recruit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's as simple as you affect the goalkeeper's life. Yeah. Completely. Um, the way you talk to them every day is remembered the way that you talk to them 
when they're at the field, not at the field, check in on them, check in on their grades. Like literally a coach depicts a college athlete's life. And that needs to be so known to every student athlete and more importantly, every parent. Because if you're a parent and you don't feel like your kid is safe in an environment, like if you have a bad gut feeling about it, it's worth looking into. Because I know so many college athletes that have had unfortunate situations that could have avoided them by simply looking into the situation more yeah, or whatever. Like, I think it's different. Like if you're in my situation, right. I go to a school, somebody, a new coach comes in. Right. But that, that just comes down to the athletic association doing a better job and looking into the coach better. And I think the university of Florida knows that. So that comes down to that. But I think a big problem is, and, and I'll, I'll say this here on the air, you know, live, I don't care because I'm not coaching college right now, mm-hmm. but I think one of the biggest problems is the volunteer coach issue mm-hmm. in the NCAA. And like, you know, in regards to like the goalkeeper coach is always slapped with this volunteer and they're like, ah, you know what? Well, uh, if you're going to grad school, we'll give you books or like, yeah. Hey, you can make money doing camps. It's like, mm-hmm. all right. right well, so you're, you're basically getting people who like, are willing to make that sacrifice to work at a work at a college. And sometimes you're getting people that maybe aren't the highest of quality just because they can't afford Mm -hmm. somebody leaving the club game or leaving the pro game to do that. You know? Um, Well, I don't know if you know, but that rule just changed. Oh, it did. Yes, it did. Now you can have four head, not head coaches, one head coach, three assistant coaches in division one women's soccer. This is why I'm not in the college game anymore because I don't even know the rules. Um, (laughs) I know. Yeah. Cause somebody just got hired at the university of Florida. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Because I I just thought that was always just such a, such a dumb rule, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of the times what was happening is like, a grad student was becoming the goalkeeper coach. Yeah. It's like somebody who literally graduated a year before is like now doing session design for you. And like not saying that person couldn't necessarily be qualified, but you know, it's, it's definitely an, it's not fair to the coach either. No, it's not quite honest. Like no matter who it is, like you're putting in a lot of time and a lot of effort to these kids and the head coach is most likely asking you to put in a lot of time and a lot of effort to these kids and design the set pieces offensively, defensively, whatever it may be. And it's just, not fair. So I'm happy they changed that rule. That's that's proud great. of the NCAA for that. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations to the NCAA. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever said that before. I don't know if I've ever clapped it up for the NCAA. It's, it's like it's like clapping it up to Voldemort. It's <laughs> it's an interesting experience. Um, oh, I love that movie. <laughs> so let's talk. Let's talk about systems. Oh, we could just do that. You know. You know. Uh, Alex and I were going to be doing a, a podcast tomorrow. I think some other people are coming on too. We're going to be talking about uh, superheroes, and we're going to oh. do a goalkeeper draft. Oh my god! Do you want to be on that? Yes, show? I would love to be on that. I love Marvel. I'm Spider Man though. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're we're gonna because t- we're, yeah we're gonna do it. So we're gonna do a goalkeeper draft. So I, I got to figure out what the what the how the rules are gonna be. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, though. I would love that. Love It'll Marvel. Be fun. So if you guys are watching live right now, we're gonna do that tomorrow. That is Tuesday, July twenty fifth. Is that right? Yes. Uh, tomorrow's okay. my sister's 21st birthday. Wow. So I know the date tomorrow. That's yes. amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Now is that an F for Florida or F for Fran? This is an F for Fran. Okay. Okay. Yes. My okay. mom gave me this for Christmas last okay. year. So. So, so it works. Um, Let's talk about systems mm-hmm. because when new coaches come in, systems change. Yes. Like that, you mean like the way we play? Yeah. Right? Okay. No. Yeah. I mean like that I was assuming like when I said systems, I guess I should have been a little bit more specific yeah. about it. systems of play in soccer in yes. the football. Uh, Yeah. Um, I know that's something that's really hard for a lot of goalkeepers. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're like, well, now we're playing route one. 
Why? Well, we were playing possession before. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, this coach just wants you to hoof the ball up. Yeah, welcome to Francesca Ferracci's. <laughs> okay, let's talk so, about it then. Yes, I would love to talk about this. All right. So, Becky, we played a lot out of the back. I when I was recruited to Florida, I'm a hot like my skill level is like shot stopping. So I was like a big shot stopper. And I think Becky knew that. So like it was like kind of project of her and Allen's and Vicks to get me really good with my feet so that I could one day hopefully be in the starting lineup at Florida. So I worked on a lot of footwork stuff my freshman and sophomore year with not just the coaches, but also the players. One of my best friends, Nicole, um, we worked on a lot of foot stuff together, like distribution and stuff. Um, And then after that, of course, Becky retires and I get a coach that likes hitting every ball long and running. So oh, I know it was so unfortunate, but you know what? I don't care. But you know what? That All is- my hard work did pay off because I know I was way better with my feet at, at the end of it. That being said, this is a conversation actually, I actually had it with Stan. So shout out to Stan if he's listening right now in regards to this. Goalkeepers have to be able to adjust and mm-hmm. they have to have the skill sets and the, the tools in their toolbox. Because I think one of the, and this happens to young, young goalkeepers here at camp. They're all like, they're like, they're like, yeah, you know, it's just more short play. It's like, I'm not really great hitting the ball long. It's like, that's not an excuse. Yeah. Like, because not every situation is going to call for you to play mm-hmm. tiki-taka. Like sometimes you are going to have to yeah. launch that ball. And what if you want to break lines? What if there's, what if from a scouting standpoint, you have a mismatch? Like I've hit this ball right here. Now mm-hmm. we have an opportunity to score because you want to get results yeah. too, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I think I will not sit on this podcast and say I am amazing at hitting the ball long because I was not amazing oh, at hitting I'm, the ball. I'm, I'm that was amazing. definitely one of my weak points, but we hit the ball long yeah. every time on a goal kick. Every time. every time, almost every time that I can remember, even when the rules changed, even could- when the rules, well, we started trying working on something else, yeah. but yeah, okay. we hit along a lot on the goal kick. So, so Annika and shout out to Annika, who's, who just asked this question. She goes, does the new rule apply for men's D one as well for coaches? Um, do you know if that's true? For coaches. For I coaches. do not know if it's true. We can ask Stan. I know he'll know because okay. we talked about it. There's today. <laughs> there's a quite a few, there's actually quite a few college coaches here. So um and players playing in college. So they might they might know better better about that. And we'll definitely research that for you, Annika, uh, to find out uh, how that works out. Um so obviously, you know, the the whole systems issue. I think one of the problems too is that like a player will come in and then all of a sudden they don't know why they're not getting selected. Cause there's not enough communication and the coach goes, Oh, they don't have the qualities I was looking for, mm. but they never had that conversation. It's like, maybe you do, maybe you can hit the ball long. Yeah. And you never had that conversation. Yeah. Coaches that come into schools need to talk to their, need to talk to their players about what they want. What? Cause honestly, a lot of the times, like arguments between coaches and players is simply not because someone's a bad person. It's because they're not on the same page. Yeah. Being on the same page in communication is key in college athletics, college in general life. No one going to be successful if they can't communicate with other people and try to be on the same page. Cause obviously everyone's going to have different opinions. Yeah. That's what makes everyone unique and special. Like obviously a lot of people here are not like me. I'm very loud, very outgoing, um, whatever. But at the same time, like I got to adjust, I got to be quiet sometimes so that other people can set up up and be leaders. That's like the whole point of being a leader too. Right. Yeah. It's not only about being 
the loud person in the room. And I think, you know, you just brought up a great point right there is that like when a new staff comes in, like especially for the younger the underclassmen, you know, if you're an older goalkeeper, mm -hmm. like you're more veteran than the staff is. Mm -hmm. So you need to take that leadership role. You can't just, you know, expect the coach to come in and, and do that, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, because it's going to be even more, it's going to be even more difficult for them because they're, they're new to the college environment. Yeah. Let's say you're a freshman and you, I mean, you had that situation, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, mm -hmm. which had to have been difficult. Yeah, it was difficult. Yeah. You know, do you think if you had been a junior, it would have been a different story? Um, and I'm just using this, the Becky example, as opposed to, you know, the other changes. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I don't mean to put you on the spot like, yeah. like with that, but yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, let's talk a little bit about like with the youth game. Cause I know obviously a lot mm -hmm. of people here are not playing in college. So this might be a little bit more relevant to them. Um, I've had a lot of youth goalkeepers and they kind of go to different private coach to private coach because their parents say, oh, well, this person, you know, they're not vibing with this person. They're not vibing with this person. They're not vibing with this person. And so they're always transitioning, always transitioning. A lot of the times I find out it's not the goalkeeper coach, it's the player. Mm -hmm. And they're not willing to look internally to like what it is that might be affecting them to leave. Do you think a lot of that is just because players don't want to deal with either being told the truth or being in an environment that's difficult? Okay. I think that's a hard question, but I'll that's give why you, I'm putting uh, you on the spot. Here. Yeah. I'll give you my best answer. Media I think, journalism major yes, here. Come I, on, come on, let's do this. I think that honestly, that kids are kids for a reason. It depends on, first of all, what, age you are yeah for that's definitely True. a huge impactor second of all um like i said earlier everyone's got to be able to adjust in classrooms on the field in the courtroom literally <laughs> everyone's got to be able to adjust got to meet in the middle somewhere so i never honestly if i'm being honest with you i never think it's just the kid's fault you never it's do okay never okay. like i think that it can be partially the kid's fault because I've come across a lot of girls and a lot of boys and never like to think that they're wrong, but myself, including sometimes I don't like to admit I'm wrong. Do you think sometimes it's the parents? I think a lot of the times it is the parents okay. yeah, okay. that are especially driving it within the kids or driving tension between the coach and the kid. But parents just love their kids. My mom and dad were very invested in soccer to say the least, but now being retired and, being done with soccer, I really tired. You made it sound like you're in the AARP. Your whole life retired is just with your soccer. life is just beginning. What are you talking retired about? with soccer? Um, I really realized it was only because my parents love me, but I've also seen cases where parents are definitely too intense with their children, and there is definitely a line that is hard for kids to see. But sometimes, if coaches see it, maybe they could like try and maybe ask the kid if they're okay instead of fighting with them. I think like when we're talking about transitions here, like one, one thing that I see a lot of the times is like when a player goes to college, a lot of times it's the first time they've ever had like a goalkeeper coach that's they've been with the same private coach and their mm -hmm. club coach, like their entire lives. Mm -hmm. And now it's a different voice and they don't know how to handle it. Yeah. I think that happened to me for okay. sure. Well, not completely because I had like Jordy at Eclipse and then Stan at FC United 
Um, but but you had the shutout experience. You had people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that just like I uh, my freshman year, like the goalkeeper coach I had, I didn't necessarily get along with him in the best way, and a lot of myself still doesn't know why. Okay. Um, but it was just a personality like personality thing that was just different. And it was like, kind of like, Oh, what do I do now? Yeah. This is my only option. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that was definitely difficult. And well, where I'm coming from Stan, who's like a dad to me. So <laughs> it's a bit it's a dad like, to a different. lot of people. Yeah. Right. Like it's a bit different. Yeah. So, so, but like, so I think, you know, one of the things is, is that like, you think it's the parents' responsibility to, expose the kids to different types of training. I mean, obviously the kids should take some sort of autonomy in this as they get older, but when they're younger, like I really encourage, you know, um, parents out there to not just have their kid train with one person, like really get to experience and train with other kids too, from different areas. Like we were talking about like you, like, so if you, if you had literally spent your entire life training at FC United and eclipse and then gone off to Florida and literally had never worked with goalkeepers or goalkeeper coaches from other areas, it probably would have been a total culture shock. Mm-hmm. For you. No. Yeah, for sure. Something I did that was actually, he's here, Dougie. Okay. I worked with him at pause a lot Okay, and I that met sounds, new people. I'd be terrified to train with Dougie. <laughs> oh, it's not that terrifying. It's not. Okay. And, well, it, I was terrified at first okay. when it was like at this indoor facility and I got knocked in the face one time. I swear. I told my parents, I am never going back there. <laughs> my face ain't worth it. <laughs> like I was like, it ain't worth it. But I ended up of course going back and now have a great relationship with him. So um, that was something that was kind of like my outside like training thing yeah. away from like whatever, away from away, FC United. Away so from, I did with away pause. From, from FC yeah. United. So mm-hmm. let's talk about like the transition in life now, because like you said to this morning was the first time you had hit the ground in nine months. <laughs> Yes. Like you haven't been, doing you're exposing it. me. <laughs> I'm not trying to expose you. Um, although I did just say that out loud on live, uh, <laughs> to a worldwide app. Um, but you know, we, we kept it a little bit more close circuit. It's not out. We, we didn't put it on the Facebook or the Instagram or anything. <laughs> no, like that. it's just, okay. I, I would have told anyone. Okay. Um, but like, uh, you know, you talk about obviously sports media journalism. I think you're going to crush it. If, Thank if that's you. the direction you want to go. Thank and everything you. Like I appreciate that. it. Why, why do you come back to a camp like this? If you're not playing, if you're not coaching, because I think a lot of people, the reason they go to these types of programs is because they aspire to either stay involved in the game as a coach or they want to continue to play at the professional level. Um, Literally just the people. That's okay. the answer. I absolutely love Stan Anderson. Okay. Like to the end, like I love him so much. He's amazing. Um, I will always, if I'm able to come back, I will always come back for sure. Yeah. So. So that's the, so that's the reason that's for Stan and for the people. And I know that I can bring good energy uh-huh. to people. And if kids could have an experience at camp shout out like I did, and I could give back to the kids the way the coaching staff gave back to me, I will do it every time. I thought it was incredible, you know, and, and there's a, there's a, a young gentleman, uh, it was a young gentleman who was, who was here today. Right. Um, mm, young there's goalkeeper, a, lot. a goalkeeper, uh, there's a, uh, Oh, it's so, a girl. Oh, it was a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with, with a different circumstance. And, uh, you know, I thought first off, it seemed like it was a very inclusive environment mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I noticed that you went kind of out of your way mm-hmm. to make this player feel part of the community as opposed to somebody that was just observing the community. 
you know, when we're talking about transitions, that's a major transition for a lot of these young goalkeepers to all of a sudden have a player who comes from a different, for lack of a better term, environment, mm-hmm. um, and, and throw them here and make them feel like they are part of that community. You know? mm-hmm. So how, how did you see that work out? Yeah, I thought, I think she had a great time and, um, she's might come back for the next session. She told me she was tired, but her mom, I think is planning on bringing her back. Um, her name was Joe and uh, Joanna, I think I saw that on her water bottle. So did she have a J J, like, like an F? No, she she didn't have a J, but maybe we could get her one. That's a good idea. Um, yeah, so she came and trained with some of the goalkeepers today, and I wasn't able to train with her because I was with my group, of course, mm-hmm. but I rode back with her from the field and ate lunch with her and kind of just got to know a little bit about her. I found out she loves the color pink. I love the color pink. It's like a personality trait of mine, um, so we definitely have that in common and kind of just talked to her with my friend Elise yeah. um, at lunch, and then we rode back from the field together and she had a smile on her face the whole time. So I think that's, I think that's just, that's yeah, just no massive. excuses ever. Like no. it, it's amazing when these kids come in and they have no excuse. And you think about like, sometimes like even myself, I'd come to the camp or go to preseason and be like, uh, yeah. like this is hard. Yeah. Um, but it's really, it's really not. That and I hard. think it throws, throws everything in perspective type of a thing is like, that this is supposed to be a fun journey. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, getting back to kind of transitions, like a lot of these players are always on this path looking for goals as opposed to enjoying the journey to the goals. Because I'll be honest, like at some point, at some point that journey is going to end and it's going to, I wouldn't say end, it changes. How how about that? You know, your, your, your position in the sport changes, whether you're playing or whether you're now a fan or whether now you know, you're a parent watching your kids mm-hmm. play or, or whatever, um, you know, it, it changes. So you, you don't, if you start thinking of it as like, as just an end, or if you're just, I honestly, I think when I was younger, I just was so focused on the end result that it was like, are you even having a good time doing this? It's like, yeah. well, next year when I'm in college, it's like, yeah, but what about next year? Next year, mm-hmm. you'll be like, well, it's hard now, but what next year when I'm in MLS, yeah. what if that never happens? Well, I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you got to think about that stuff for sure. So, what do you plan to do now? I want to go to law school. Maybe I don't know. Okay, I want to be a your sports parents are lawyers, agent. Right? My parents, both of my parents, are lawyers. Okay. Um, my mom is an. I love my dad. He's great. Okay. But my mom is an absolute savage. Okay. <laughs> I've been working for her this summer, and I've re- like I always knew she was smart. But wow, she yeah. is really smart. <laughs> she um, defends like car companies and stuff like that. Okay. Michelin Tire as well. Um, and the staff assistants here are kind of like summer associates, aren't they? I can't. Yeah, I can't a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I saw you guys. You guys were up to, up to like what two and three in the morning last yeah. night, just doing work for the camp. Yeah, I was only up till one in the morning, <laughs> just, to be honest. I just saw but... all you guys like coffee, like sitting your laptop. Oh, I drink out. a Celsius at ten p.m. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Because. I had to say the tropical vibe. I think. Yes, I did have the great observation. Oh, sorry. Great observation. That is a great observation. Yes. Oh, I I know my Celsius is. And I I also know when people are drinking certain ones because I go, I, that, that's the, yes, for sure. Star fruit. No. Yeah. I told Kitchy today he had a fantasy vibe one and I was like, that's my favorite flavor. So Arctic blast is mine. Oh, I'm having that one later today. Oh, I have a whole box of them upstairs. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. We got, if you want to know, if you run out, somehow oh i would love to let me yeah. know because I, I, only have, have well, I only have yeah i only have one left right now oh you can have one of mine oh, thank you of course look at that look at these connections we made <laughs> speaking Celsius. of transitions from one flavor to another flavor <laughs> um 
Fran, I don't want to keep you too long because I know you got to go out there. What, what's up next to, tonight, actually? Uh, dinner at 5 p.m. Oh, I think. dinner at 5 p.m. Okay. <laughs> I think. <laughs> okay. So we're doing dinner at 5 p.m. and then the sessions back up at 6? Six? 6 or 6.30. Okay. Just check but on But I the, know that there, the I'm pretty sure that there's a Team Keeper War staff demo tonight. Oh. Which low-key okay. I was thinking maybe I should try doing it. But I mean, you did train this morning at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, I did. But yeah. I think my heel hurts too much. Okay. But tomorrow in soccer tennis, everybody better okay, watch cool. out because I'm back. All right. <laughs> so, um, Well, th this has been amazing. Um, kind of like any final thoughts, like any advice, like final advice to like any young co country coaches out there or young goalkeepers out there who are dealing with being in a new environment or, or a new staff? Yeah, I think that for the young coaches and the young players, it's super important to remember everyone's been there. Everyone's been there. Asking questions is never a bad thing. Being nervous means you care. And making sure that you can just give your best energy, whether that means being loud, whether that means listening, you be the best leader you can possibly be. And you will 110% find success eventually at some point in your career, life, or whatever it may be. Whatever it may be. I love the way you said that you're like, Career, career life, life what whatever. else is there after yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh my being God. a parent, it's the same thing. Like everything. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Um, well, awesome. I mean, honestly, you know, thanks for taking the time. I know it's a busy schedule mm -hmm. here. Of course. And like, you know, some people were like, Oh, we'll do a podcast tomorrow. They're like, because Monday would, you know, it's just gonna be hectic. And then I'm just thinking, the farther you get in the week, the more yeah. tired people are. Like they come from the fields, it's like it's a day for war. But you know. One thing, like I was saying, is like I've noticed a lot of players here and a lot of coaches get a second wind for that mm -hmm. evening session. Oh, 100%. You know, and with I think Arctic vibe. With the Arctic vibe. Yeah. Celsius. <laughs> Are all the, is that a new Spencer camp shout out? Just Celsius, <laughs> Celsius beverages. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my God. Um, if people want to connect with you, what's your handle on the union? Because as you guys all know, the union does officially launch next week. That's August 1st, 2023. Uh, shout out to all you guys who have been uh, involved in the beta test. You guys have been amazing. We've gotten so much great feedback. Top players, top coaches are going to be involved with this thing. Breakdown sessions, analysis. If you want to reach out to us about guest suggestions or topic suggestions, also contact at insidethe18media.com or at Goalkeeper Podcast on the union. And Fran, let's see if you can remember your union handle. Yes, I do. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Thank God, because I made it yesterday. Okay. So uh, it's F-F-A-R-A-C-I. So my first initial for Francesca and then my last name, Farachi. I love it. I love it, guys. And, uh, I, I, you know, I know at camp right now, you know, we're trying to, uh, to, to keep the communication, you know, to just camp related stuff. But if people out there who are not at camp, you know, want to reach out to you uh, directly, it sounds like you've got a cool journey. We would love to have you back on or do some vlogging or something of like course, that and yeah. kind of show us your kind of your journey and, and how you're either staying involved in the game and becoming the big time sports agent. You're <laughs> repping all the top goalkeepers in the world. Of course. Maybe, maybe that'll be the lot. Maybe that'll be, uh, yeah, they deserve protection too. So, what if 10 you know? years from now, I'm like, I'm sitting here with my agent. Francesca <laughs> Farachi. Uh, We'd love to we're see working that. on that multi-million dollar deal right now. <laughs> um, all right, guys, that's all the time on inside the 18 and we are out later guys. Yeah!